as I make my way. In fact, I'm still alive, my claim to fame. It's no surprise, I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, busting down that blow. Out of East San Ho, when they know my name. Oh, yeah. What up? What up? Fantasy Football Hustler back at you, bringing you another episode of FNT. Here with Bogart Scott Free. What up, bro? Hey, universe, give me money. Yeah, and Ronald's already in the building. What up, bro? David's in the building. What up, bro? All right. What up? So, uh, we don't have too much to talk about. Uh, more on the Black Brian Flores news. Um, Bogey, why don't you tell us what you've heard uh, so far? I mean, first of all, that text message came out. You know what I mean? of uh, uh bill belichick telling him about uh you know telling brian flores basically hey man this, the, the whole giants thing was a sham you know what i mean it's a hoax <laughs> it, it was he got bamboozled hit <laughs> with a good old 42 fake <laughs> <laughs> and like what's what's fucked up about the bamboozlement is like you know i mean it just goes back to that rooney rule where like there this is the next black coach that they're using just to you know to um check Kill the quota you know what i mean to check the box off like yeah you know we uh yeah we interviewed a black dude like you know what i mean or a minority just a, a non-white you know what i mean and like what's what's fucked up with brian flores is look at the little tour he was going on you know like you know uh he, he, he was everywhere he was every vacant head coaching position mm -hmm. and this. they're hiring everywhere he leaves Everywhere he leaves, they hire the next white man. The next white guy that walks through the building, he's got that job. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, we did touch on this yesterday on a FNT that, um, you know what I'm saying, there's going to be a lot of other black coaches and just non-white coaches that are that are going to come out and uh, in his support. And what do you know? It's actually a class action lawsuit. So he already has a ton of these motherfuckers tucked away. You know what I mean? And I bet it was people in the past. I, I'm sure, you know, I mean, there's the circles where it's like, you know, minority only chats or whatever thing, you know, groups, gatherings, whatever the hell we want to call it. I'm sure they have little get togethers, you know, with the minority coaches out there, you know, things like that. I'm sure they talk and I'm sure there, you know, this has been going on forever. It just took someone to get out in front of it. I feel like is what it is. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, for the sake of, of, of talking about, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Brian Flores more, it's it's really, what's, what's really profound to me is that he's really ready to put this his whole future career out. You know, Bruh's like, what, 41? Or he's like 40? I'm going to check on that. I know he's young. He's, he's young, bro. And like, and you know what's crazy is 
At least he's connected to Belichick. 40. 40. Well, he's about to turn – he's going to turn 41 this year in so February. He'll probably never February get 24. a head coaching job, but he'll always be able to go back to the nest. He'll always be able to go back to Belichick because, in reality, the last time Belichick has won a Super Bowl, it wasn't because of Tom Brady. It was because of Brian Flores and his defense, bro. You know what I mean? Literally, when Brian Flores left, Belichick had to assume the role of D.C. as well. You know what I mean? Because he didn't trust nobody else. You know what I mean? So you're talking about the year when they dominated the Rams, yep. held them to three points? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's just uh, with the Dolphins ever since then, and he only made the Dolphins get better every yeah, single what, year. Look, at he parlayed that into a head coaching job 2019. And look at, man, to end 2019, uh, 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 at least the – I think it was like week 16 or maybe it was a week. No, no, it was week 18. They march in there with, with a uh, Fitz magic, bro, in to Gillette and oh, they yeah. spank them. Week and 17. They didn't even have a week 18 back then. Yeah. It was week 17. Excuse me. Yeah. That was, uh, went, went down there and took out the evil emperor himself. Mm-hmm. He had a big ass bag of magic dust that day. You know what I mean? And it was on the back of that defense. I mean, you know, it was Fitz Magic too, but the yeah. defense holding the Patriots in check. Yeah, because exactly. You know what I mean? And like that's dangerous. If I'm Belichick, I like Belichick very well could be like, you know, this is the this is the doing of the evil emperor. He's just he's just waving his hands around at the house. No one's around. It looks like he's just waving his hands around, but he's wielding the dark side of the force, bro. And he's he's doing all this to bring Brian Flores back home. I mean, as of right, as of right now, we already know he's not going anywhere. I mean, no. so I mean, and now even going back to New England, you know, I mean, that's taking a step down, going from head coach back to like DC. But guess it all depends on how bad he wants to be a part of the game this year. And then we got, you know, the other news of the day. Officially, the Washington Football. Formerly known as the Redskins, I said it. Formerly known as the football team. I almost forgot their name. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now they are the Washington Commanders. That shit is weak. That's so stupid. <laughs> and like, hey, shout out to Pat. Shout out to uh Pat McAfee, bro. He already shitting on it. He said the Washington Commies. <laughs> Man, that shit is so stupid. You know what it made me think of? You remember Jay and Silent Bob strike back? Yeah. So remember when he goes off, she was like, hey, can you say we're having a a project uh, for school? Can you say something about the female clitoris? And he's like, I am the clit commander. Like that that was the first thing that I thought of when I saw Washington commanders. I mean, (laughs) the clit commander, you know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> hey, listen, bro. And what's funny is like all these other guys on the team, like that they, they already chimed in like before the name, you know, like what all the names were rumors were circulating around, like you know, the Red Wolves or the, the Commanders were one of them. You know what I mean? A lot of the players were like, yo, that shit is trash, especially the commanders. Like every every name that we heard them come out with was trash. I mean, the Red Wolves would have been tight. Yeah. I like, mean, where's the, like, where's the, the Red Wolves, like, man, that just sounds kind of whack. Man, it's a motherfucking wolf, and he's red, bro. That's hard. That's hard. But their team isn't even red. <laughs> Make them red. 
Okay, so you mean the whole time they were the Redskins? They're like, oh, well, the team wasn't red. It was Burgundy. And here's another thing. You know what I mean? That, like, Native Americans, they're brown skins. Come on. Yeah, formerly known as the Senators, the Washington Senators. <laughs> I mean, they should have just fully ripped off Shane Falco and them and been the Sentinels or even the Falcos. Yeah, the Sentinels, the, the Sentinels would have been dope because I mean we are we got the Mighty Ducks in hockey, you know. Then we would have the Washington Sentinels. That would be dope. And uh, Chase said someone said they looked like ASU. I mean, they changed it around. Let me see what. Uh, let me see if I can find a picture of what these new jerseys look like. Yeah, they look pretty sad. Let me pull it up here. Have you seen their jerseys, Bogard? Yeah, I seen them. They're whack. Yeah, they're shit. They're bootsy. And like, you can't even read commanders. It's too many letters, bro. Yeah. They still just got the W on the helmet. And then what's up with their was hard, bro. What's up with their? Uh, I mean, they got all black, and then they look like the Pittsburgh Steelers in their uh, in their alternate jersey. I don't know, man. I mean, because they had the 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 gold too. Because there, it's not. It, it was their colors are burgundy and gold. And right. Know this because fucking uh, uh, what's his name McConaughey. You know what I mean? Big old yeah. fan being from Texas. Is funny. Oh, it's hey, hey everybody, Mimi. It's Mimi's eight months today. Yeah. Take us out. Look at you. Give me five. Give me five. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? That was new. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Give me another five. Give me five. Go ahead. Don't leave me hanging. Oh, you're going to leave me hanging? <laughs> she laughed too. <laughs> oh, now, now you got to throw for the double, right? Give me five. Yeah, those look trash, huh, Ronald? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, they are trash, bro. Hey, man, you know what, bro? Find me a Washington fan right now, dog. Find me a Washington fan. That motherfucker's not happy. Matthew Barry, that's the biggest uh, Washington fan that I know. Mm, I wonder what he said about it. Let's see. The wonderful world of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we can go find this really quick. <laughs> because, like, I know there's, like, and I love that, they, like, they're just, they didn't, whoever was in that meeting, you know, contemplating the names, they didn't think, like, you, the short, the, the nickname could be Akami, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, right. I don't want that, being the nation's capital and all. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? and you know what? He hasn't said anything about it. You know why? Because he's probably a communist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matthew Barry, come on the show, bro. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, there's really not too much news. I'm pulling up Twitter to see if there's anything, but those are the biggest things. Yeah, you know you know what, bro? Um, one, one thing I wanted to say is, like, for the uh, – Joe Burrow, bro. I want him to do it, bro. I and, and I'm starting to think that he's gonna do it, bro. Man, 
Cool Joe. He's the man. Definitely. I mean, everything's against them and the Bengals right now. So that's one thing that they've like literally had going for them this entire year. You know, I mean, they're the team that's been garbage for years and years. And uh, they finally get over the hump, make it to the playoffs. And then may, easy route, whatever. I mean, you won the games that were in front of you. And uh, it, it's crazy. Hey, the were not, it, it's like it's, it was almost like they're in a video game. They went through levels. The first level was easy. It was the Raiders. Boom. You know what I mean? Second level, you know what I mean? Is the Titans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then third level, it was. It got harder again. It was. It was the Chiefs. But bro, this team has made the right adjustments each time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even for what it's worth, you had Derek Carr at the end of that game driving with a chance to win. He throws the pick. Like you know what I mean? And they've done. Then they. They pick off uh, Tannehill, what, three times? You know what yeah. I mean? and then And then Mahomes, who's never thrown a postseason INT, throws his first one in overtime. You know what I mean? Their defense is legit, and it's legit at all levels. I mean, the, their line is crazy. Their linebacker is really stout with Logan Wilson and um, Jermaine Pratt, and then their secondary mm-hmm. is just out of control, like – all levels, all phases of the game. And you know, you know who's out of control too. That means, which means, no control is Matthew Stafford. He throws yeah. games away, bro. Yeah, Jaquaski Tart. You know what I mean? My bad. <laughs> I just had an outburst there. But listen, he's gonna give them chances for them to take over that game, bro. I and bet Jesse. The- I bet Jesse Bates comes down with an interception in this game. Jesse Bates is nasty. He. I mean, he sealed the game. He sealed the Patrick Mahomes game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're spitting on Stafford, huh? <laughs> and let me see. Antonio in the building. What up? And Ronald said Matthew Barry was way more important to fantasy football before YouTube got big. That's for sure. I mean, he he's still. I mean, because then people realize he's whack. <laughs> Yeah, that's really he's really just important to he's important to the people who only listen to podcasts. That's really it. That dude's like listen, bro. His calls are bad. Like his week to week calls are bad, even. Like, I mean, we're not all perfect, but bro, we're damn good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you could really, I don't even know if he's like through the roof phenomenal these days, but I'll tell you. When I used to chime in his joint, when I was like a wee fantasy type, you know what I mean? I thought he, I knew what he was talking. About. I mean, I thought he thought he knew what he was talking about. You know what I mean? But really, it's like, man, you can always find ways to read numbers, bro. Sound like yeah. everybody else. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. he's, maybe he's the guy. If I go back in the time, I kill him, and none of these bum ass analysts spawn up everywhere that think they just read some stats off and think they got isms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Antonio said, I got that jersey. It looks fire, a little big, but looks dope. And that's the Bobby Boucher jersey from the yeah. Burger <laughs> Damn it, I wanted that one. <laughs> the Bobby. Yeah, and Ronald said, I hate the flock guy. I fucking hate him. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chase said, uh, at, at the time, how did you guys feel about them drafting Jamar Chase? I liked it. I mean, I felt like you know I one. I thought it was fun for fantasy. Hell I, yeah! I thought they're. I listen, man. 
this is how much I paid attention to the Bengals. When I saw Trey Hendrickson and them go over them, oh, when they get over there, like I, I didn't even pay attention to the Bengals like that on defense. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, I've been on Logan Wilson since last year. I knew that dude was going to be dope as fuck. And, uh, but they had to get rid of someone. I can't remember who was starting in front of them, but got in the like, heave-ho. Logan Wilson starting all year and killing it. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought getting him a weapon would be dope, but I also thought getting Penny Sewell was something that was a, a glaring need because this guy just like, we were at the time, we don't even know if this guy's gonna come back and play well. He's coming off right. a, like a dis, like a disaster ACL, like you know structural damage and all kind of shit. You know what I mean? And, and Chase didn't play in 2020. No. Year removed from football altogether. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know that's his man. They got a connection. Like it's, that's real. 20, 20 touchdowns is no. That's just no fluke. So when you see him firing out the gate week one and then two and then like the first six weeks or seven weeks breaking rookie uh, 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 records and then breaking uh, all time records, like you know what I mean? Like it was like whoa, like this is you know what I mean? This shouldn't be a surprise. I feel like, I mean, definitely Jamar Chase was the sexier pick. I, I mean, one thing that we see now. It is all about improving your offense. I mean, the trenches are important, but there's some of these wide receivers that are like once in a generation. There's like, ways to adapt. So the quick hitter passing game, like, you know, the West Coast offense that has evolved to, you know what I mean? That shit's taken over, and yeah. that shit tremendously helps bad lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, then that's where if you have a, a, a pass-catching running back or a tight end that can catch or a, a – a, 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 a receiver that you can move in and out of the slot. Like, you know, just someone that you can get the hot read to. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you substitute for bad lines. But then it's like, I mean, okay, look at Justin Herbert. Okay. I I, just, I, I wanted to workshop this. I, I have this so right now. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. Justin Herbert went over 5,000, right? Let me go check that. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I'm not sure about that. No, he, he definitely went over 5,000. It was only him and Brady. You know, Brady Brady had a, a couple hundred more than him. 5,014. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so, check this out. He has 627 attempts. 672. 672. My bad. I, I was dyslexic. 672 attempts. Damn. That's, you know a shit, I mean? that's a shitload. Right? Now, look at Joe Burrow. Look at Joe Burrow now. 66% on that completion percentage. Yeah. So, look at Joe Burrow. He got fuck he got, yeah, so forty six hundred, but yeah, five hundred and twenty attempts. So yeah. he yeah, so Herbert has a hundred and a uh, hundred and fifty more attempts, almost hundred and sixty more. And attempts. and he has a seventy percent completion rating. Yeah, way more efficient. Right. So now look at this. That's why you get Jamar Chase, because now you have your stud QB. With all these options, you know what I mean? And the efficiency goes through the roof. You know what I mean? They kind of went backwards here. They started with they they started knowing that okay, you need a good, you need a good run game to open everything up. So they made sure they paid Joe Mixon. And you know what I'm saying? Then that year they paid Joe Mixon when they drafted Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? And it's kind and then you know what I mean? They made sure they locked down. I mean, they draft they drafted Higgins that year too. You know what I mean? And this, and this is crazy. So, 
150 more pass attempts, only 400 more yards, um, only four more TDs, and one interception more. Joe Burrow is the monster. Yeah. That's why you get Jamar Chase. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and, uh, and Penny Sewell, I mean, I don't know. How, how much did he improve the Lions? Like, I mean, I don't... <laughs> he, I mean, they're pretty good. Like, you know what I mean? As far as That's like solid. as far as like everybody was able to run the ball. Yeah. You know, That's what I mean. Like, you know, he he, he moved the needle a little bit. Jamar Chase moved that needle. Like, it, it broke whatever was fucking measuring it. Like, that's how much, like, he you know moved what? the needle on I there. Think Joe Burrow, now that we're, we're, the Joe Burrow is the guy who comes, like, you know, dressed as, as Maverick or, or not Maverick, as, a, you know, Young Rock. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, Joe Burrow's a character who smokes stogies. You know what I mean? He's a Sagittarius. Wearing a big-ass fur coat when he walk, walked into Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and was, you know, he's just that guy. You feel me? And, like, I wouldn't doubt he was, like, you know, very humble, very, very nice about it. Like, hey, can I, um, you know, can I have a meeting with the GM and the owner? Like, you know what I mean? They just, oh, okay, son, yeah, sure. They set it up, and he's like, listen, on this draft, I need y'all to draft my guy, Jamar Chase. You know what I mean? It, and it's almost like they knew because he was in there. He had like the orange and black and white uh, uh, custom vans or whatever he was yeah. wearing. They probably weren't vans. They look like vans. You know what I mean? But they, they yeah. might have been some goddamn Louis or goddamn whatever the fuck. You know? They were like some two thousand dollars shoes, probably a thousand. Yeah, you feel me? They were made of actual tiger. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but Chase- yeah, and like it was almost like Jamar Chase knew, bro. Chase is the man. You know what I mean? And, and and like I say, they knew because he was probably like, listen, bro, we're gonna get you over here. And then and you know what I mean? I bet you, uh, bless you, bless you. I bet you Jamar Chase, right? I bet you Jamar Chase was like, fuck, man, you lucky you over there, bro, because I ain't I don't want to go to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And they turned yeah. that thing around, and now next year, Cincinnati is a place that teams want to go. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially now, but I'm curious how many people they have that are going to be, you know, that they're going to need to re-sign. I mean, both sides of the ball, they're pretty young. I mean, there's only a couple spots where they where they got some vets. I was looking at free agents just skimming through the, uh, the other week, so I can't re- remember specifically off the top of my head. But there's a bunch of offensive linemen that are going to be shuffled around here. So it's like they could have easily addressed that and then stay young on defense in, in the draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Bengals are going to be fun, bro. Because, like, whether or not they win the Super Bowl or not, like, you know what I mean? They're in the conversation now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So here's here's all their their free agents in 2022. So their left tackle. That's Jonah? Uh, No, that's Riley Reef. Oh, Riley Reef. Okay, they only had him for the one year. Okay. Uh, He was their free agency acquisition last offseason. Oh, damn. They just got him for a year and that's it. And then uh, you got Larry Agunjobi, mm-hmm. CJ Uzama. See, Obajobi and Uzama, right? Like these guys. Uzama is amazing because he did. Th- no one remembers that he he tore his ACL like a couple weeks before uh before uh Burrow Burrow. And then it's crazy because they were rehabbing. You know, there are different stages of rehab, and like you know, they were just you know he was he was the guy that was kind of like the beacon of like hope for uh, Burrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Because he was like a little bit ahead in the the rehab. He's looking to him for mm -hmm. he's doing how he's recovering type thing. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, um, you know, the Zach Taylor, I'm sure this this whole week we'll get more into it, you know what I mean? Or this this next upcoming week, you know, but you know, the correlation between Zach Taylor and Sean McVay, and Zach Taylor was he was the OC uh, on uh, McVay's last Super Bowl run, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like you know, obviously he does a lot of similar things that McVay does. You know what I mean? But like going back to CG Ozama, utilizing the tight end is important. And like, you know, I bet you he won't ask for too much money. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, like, especially now, I mean, depending on what his injury is. Yeah. And like, exactly, because he just got hurt again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we got another D tackle, okay. Josh <coughs> Tupo. Tupo. Yep. Yeah, Tupo. Uh, Vernon Hargraves is a free agent. Their punter is a free agent. Hargrave is there. I remember. You know what's crazy is Hargrave was a bum in tech in the Texans, right? Wasn't he with yeah. the Texans? Yep. Yeah, but I used to start hell of receivers against him. <laughs> Let's see. Right, man. When these, these guys get the you know their change of scenery. Yep. Brandon Allen and Ricardo Allen. Ooh, Jesse Bates is a free agent. That one's tough. Oh, wow. And it's Eli like, do you reset the market? You know what I mean? Like, you know, when he picked off Mahomes, that was like, boom, give me my bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eli Apple also. See, Eli Apple, he's he's a cat. What, what's the word I'm looking for? I know I know he picked off um he Mahomes. picked off Mahomes too. But like He's gonna be casualty of uh, or uh, what is it? Man, I can't remember the saying. Not casualties of war. There's another one. Um, he's collateral damage. There you go. All right. Yeah. Casual. Yeah. He's gonna go. Yep. And uh, unless he takes a team friendly deal, who knows? I mean, as far as they made it, we may see some players taking some team friendly deals. And uh, let's see, Jordan Evans, linebacker. Uh, their guard, Quentin Spain. <laughs> the other Mike Thomas. Who's on it? The other Mike Tom, the other Michael Thomas. Oh, fake Mike, Mike Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Let's see another cornerback, Jalen Davis. Uh, Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers over there. Yeah, and you know it's funny. It, in 2019, week one, it's the Bengals. I think it's week two, week one or week two. But it was the Bengals versus Seattle. It was it was Zach Taylor's. Uh, yeah, it was week one, 2019. Was Zach Taylor's first game as a head coach and they're playing against uh, the Seahawks and it, and it was Andy Dalton's first game throwing over 400 <laughs> four feet. Yeah. First game in his career. Right. And like, I remember everybody went crazy, bro. Like John Ross went crazy. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, it was just funny though. Cause it was all on Trey flowers. <laughs> like he was, <laughs> he got roasted. They, just, they, they, they diagnosed him early. And just kept picking on him with everybody, just rotating everybody. Tyler Boyd was eating, fucking. I think AJ Green was hurt that game, obviously. Yeah. But Hilarious. yeah, shit's crazy. And then last but not least, Auden Tate. Auden Tate, man, he was, he was coming off the ACL this year. That's why you know, you know he, yeah, he's he's just he's he's out. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't really. I mean, I can't even remember the last time he played. I can see. I can see the return of Marvin Jones next year. Ooh. Or even AJ Green. <laughs> it totally happened. Come back and be rotational guys, you know what I mean? Yep.
am. Well, let's see. Scouring Twitter. And uh, it's funny because anything involving Jerry Jones, I get automatically like someone writes an article or some shit about it. And uh, it said, um, like the whole, the, um, the, what's it called? The title was Jerry Jones responds to the Brian Flores um, news or something like that. Listen, I just want to say our organization, we like black people. <laughs> hey, oh, excuse me. Oh, this thing is on take two. Our organization is very supportive of African Americans in their coaching endeavors. <laughs> I've hired three black coaches in my career. It's like he knows how many. It's like, oh, I got five black friends. I'm not racist. <laughs> oh, I have, I have, listen, the Cowboys organ America's team, we're we're in no way, shape, or form racist. Why why all of a sudden it sounds like Dave Chappelle trying to do Jerry. <laughs> <coughs> and he didn't even say anything about it. It was like he just said that uh, we need more diversity in the NFL. That was it. Like, so I made it seem like he was going to say How something. How many black coaches you got over there? <laughs> He's probably like, look, it, I got one of the only black QBs. Yeah, He's, it's like, crazy. he's like, hey, wait a second. Wait a darn tootin' minute. I had a Mexican QB too. <laughs> <laughs> And Tampa Bay, that was one of the only uh, the coaching staff. I mean, besides Bruce Arians, um, wasn't their entire entire staff filled with minorities? Yeah. But see, but Bruce Arians is black, bro. <laughs> see, Bruce Arians is that different type of white that grew up with blacks for real, like in the South. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why he, listen, he was like, I'll pay the fine every time I'm wearing my hat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does he get fined when he wears a hat? I think they could, they they changed the rules so like he's been able to like also like players have been able to wear different cleats and stuff you know what I mean but there was a couple years stretch there where like he was just getting the fines right that's crazy right wearing the big old hat <laughs> you want to hear want to hear something crazy all right these Super Bowl tickets you've seen how much they're going for right yeah it was it was funny because someone asked me. She was like, "Hey, did um, you know anyone who has Super Bowl tickets? You see anyone selling them for like three thousand? And I was like, "No, nah, that was like weeks ago. Like they're well beyond that now. And this was when I don't know, maybe like six, seven thousand were maybe like the cheapest ones. And yeah, now you don't even see anything below ten racks. So my so my big sister, shout out, to, shout out to big sis. You know what I'm saying? And uh, her man, my brother in law." You know, saying hit one of his good friends growing up works for NFL Network, so like when the Super Bowl was out here in Levi's, you know what I mean? When um, it was the it was the Panthers and the Broncos. You know, what I'm saying they just hit. He got two like as employees, they get dibs. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, you know, a certain amount of employees, right, get dibs. So you know, he got him this five thousand for a pair, and he's right there on the fifty yard line. So that was like That's buying nice. it. You know. Way before, you know, like during the season type of shit. Yeah. Like, you know what like I mean? buying it from the NFL. Yeah. Not buying then, it from like, Hub or... Yeah. And then like, you know, he was going to be busy. So he couldn't go anymore. So he just sold it to my brother off for what he paid for it. So they went, bro. And it was That's crazy dope. because he was like, you know, they could have sold their joints to, for, you know, for X amount. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, you probably got me triple, quadruples. Yeah. Shit. I mean, you're right there on the 50 yard line. You know what I mean? So it was just dope because like, you know, my, my my sister. This is when like Snapchat was like the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 
watching like the little sideline antics, you know what I mean? But it's just nice. so I'm seeing news here from the metaverse that every Super Bowl ticket is gonna come with a, a souvenir NFT. Ty. <laughs> I hope it's one of Matthew Stafford throwing a pick. <laughs> so oh, it looks God. like it's just it looks like it's like a super fancy like ticket is what it looks like. You know what, bro? I think we're in the wrong game, B. We need to figure out <laughs> this NFT. NFTs. We're gonna get into the NFT game. Yeah, you gotta figure. I'm gonna out. have mad NFTs of me and you, <laughs> like just like this in little boxes. <laughs> Real talk. I remember oh, yeah. when Miles was first explaining it to me. He was like, "He's like, you know, and then we could do like, you know, you have this Niner hat on, and then you have this Niner hat on, and then, but it's the same thing." Yeah, you get it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the hell the exact wording of it is, but yeah, you see, like most of these, like I don't know, like the ones that I saw first, like monkeys and shit. You know, it's like little, like little shitty cartoon characters is what it is, and it's like the exact same character, the exact same look, and then they got different hats and different clothes and different backgrounds, and some are 420 with a joint coming out of the mouth. <laughs> You know, just like one of them throwing a feces, <laughs> just super, super random. Huh, and Ronald said it was like when people thought MySpace was never going anywhere, bro. Back in like 2006, I thought my, I thought MySpace was like the end all be all. And then in 2007, maybe eight, that's when I was like, all right, MySpace is over. We're switching over to Facebook. I know. I think I was on MySpace like a two, like 2008. Like that was when. Yeah, you're right. That was like 2008. It was like a wrap. It just got boring. It never, it never took off. Everyone was already switching over to uh, to Facebook, is what it seemed like. And Ronald said it's going to be like digital pogs, man. Hell yeah! Uh. See, there needs to be. See, we need to have NFTs that people can like use for games. Like we've already, like I've already seen people like try uh, to do it and make like fantasy games like out of it. But they're but they're failing because the process is so hard. Hmm. Uh, you know what, bro? I, I, we'll figure it out. Because <laughs> yeah. that seems like a super fun idea, like having a fantasy game, but it's crypto. Bro, start giving out one-on-one NFTs, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and Ronald said it's uh, it's not tight that they're watering down the idea of NFTs. They're going to keep dropped like a boulder into the ocean. But that's the thing. I mean, the NFTs are really, a lot of it's just built off a of hype. <laughs> So something like that. I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to, I mean, who knows if anyone's going to want to rebuy the NFT of like, you know, this ticket or whatever. I mean, Uh, you know what I think is that if this thing goes for at least 20 years, right, you're going to have people from this generation, like the the youngsters that are, you know, like in their early 20s now that have invested in it. That's their market. You know what I mean? Yeah, ten years, fifteen years from now, those guys are going to be in their mid thirties, you know, p- pushing forty, and it's you know what I mean. It, if they had it right, these guys are on top of the world. You know yeah, because I mean? that's said exactly. It's built off of hype, but what in this world isn't built off of, uh, built off of hype? Now look at all the shoes. Would the Jordans and the Yeezys cost so much if it wasn't hyped as fuck? You know, with the with the PS5, would people be paying triple, quadruple, you know, for the PS5 if it wasn't hyped? Like that, that's everything in this world is built up of hype. It's all marketing. You know what I'll say? 
is like, I always know a guy who knows a guy, right? And this one's a different game. So I'm trying to like either be the guy or I know the guy, you know what I mean? Before I jump in this motherfucker. Because yeah. like, like even with the PS5, I mean, one of my mans, he was just buying and flipping them. One more bubble? Okay, bring it. I got lucky and, and was able to buy one last year. And then I ended up doing a raffle just because I felt bad, like trying to charge someone like, you know, 1100 or whatever, you know, to like double up on it. So I ended up doing a raffle, $20 tickets. And Antonio ended up winning. Yeah. How many tickets did he buy? Uh, he spent like 200 and something on the ticket. So he pretty much got a PS5 for half price. See, that's awesome. Shout out, shout out to my man Attila, bro. That's my uh that's my old my eldest daughter's. Oh yeah, we were on. We were on when he came through the job offer Christmas present. He got her a PS5. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, I want to fuck with this shit too. Yeah, because I didn't even keep one for myself. Still don't have a PS5. I'll get one eventually. And it was crazy because the PS4. Yes. Um, I totally, I mean, I, I was that guy that like someone had uh, sat in line for a week or whatever to get a bunch of PS4s and yeah. uh, he hit me up the day that it came out and he was like, Hey, you want a PS4? He was like a hundred dollars more than, uh, than what it costs. He was like, I got two left and that's it. I sold all the other ones for well, well more than just a hundred. That's the, I'm, I'm paying for that. Oh yeah, and I was like, hell yeah, and I was like, uh, and uh, and my my friend who my roommate, he heard me talking about it. He's like, what? He was like, I want a PS4. He's like, hundred dollars more. I got that, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he ended up having the other one. So my friend was stoked because he gets rid of both PS4s to us, and then we both got you know bought a couple games and an extra controller and shit. Nice. I remember when the Xbox One came out. Right? What up, Hess? What up, Hess? I remember when the Xbox One came out. It was the um, what was it? Oh, it was my it was my homie. He worked at Costco, like graveyard, and they just lifted a whole crate of the motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, so he hit me for just for the five hundred. But it was just dope because like this is when my oldest daughter was like six years old at the time, and she was already gaming like at her cousin's house and whatnot. You know what I mean? And um, because it had only been out since like that November or whatnot. You know, I mean, remember it was it came out like November, it was like this first wave. Yeah. And then like they had a second wave for Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so like, you know, I couldn't even find it. My man just got him like, hell yeah. And then uh it was but it was dope because that was one of her little, you know, it was at the top of her little Christmas wish list thing, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, so like for for, for Santa. So it was like, uh, and you know what's funny, bro? Fuck Santa. Why did we make it so dope to get this motherfucking fictional guy all the credit? I bought that shit. Yeah, some bullshit, man. You I don't like that. Yeah, hey, we can make cookies all day for that motherfucker. I'm eating them. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> Brazy Brady. <laughs> what up, bro? He said, uh, what type of fan are you, Bogey? The type that hopes the Rams will win, and that would imply that the Niners would have won if they made it there, or are you just against the Rams regardless of the situation? Oh, see, first of all, I'm a real fan, right? And I am, of course, fuck the Rams. But if, if everybody can vouch too, and, and especially you, us, the Rams were my pick. Soon as they traded for, soon as they traded for Stafford, they were my pick. Yeah. See, what's dope about being a real fan for your team is that my expectations were like minimal. You know what I mean? So like, the fact that we went as far as we did. 
I'm pleasantly surprised. But, you know, and, and, you know, being a real fan, you know, you go through the slings and arrows, and we're not one of those teams that's like, oh, my God, we're going to lose all these guys. Now, and we actually have a quarterback who's better in the waiting. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, we're going to be a dangerous team. Like it's see what's funny is like there's other teams that are like you know, people are thinking are on the on the way up. You know, like Arizona or you know, um, you know, uh, what's another good team that's on the way up that that people think is on the way up? Um, oh, like the Browns, right? The people thought they were on the way up. You know, these, you know, sometimes it's fugazi. You know what I mean? I'm just glad that my team has stability. You know what I mean? The Rams had to buy this team this year. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not going to be able to retain OBJ. Hey, maybe OBJ won't, will come back for cheap. He'd been trying to parlay something into getting his value back up so he can get a bag somewhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, Von Miller, you know what I mean? What are you going to do? You know, like, it, this is the dream team to win now. And it's funny because I called it before everything, and I'm on record. Sucks that I'm right. But they still got to win it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because that and, was my call. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Ronald know. said uh, it's 90s baseball card in the newest form. Definitely. And uh, just think about all, like, think about how a card, you know, loses its value when it's not mint anymore. Like these NFTs, they're, it, it's always in perfect value. Yeah. <laughs> And they said we had pogs and beanie babies. Hell yeah. I wish I collected beanie babies when I was younger. You know, those didn't those things they didn't uh he purposely like destroy the market by like linking with McDonald's or something like that and it kind of like muddied it all up. Maybe. I, I mean there there were some where I mean they were like there were some that were like really exclusive. And I had an auntie, bro. I had an auntie, she had a whole ass room dedicated to the motherfuckers. <laughs> like serious collector. And you know, I mean, this is like in the late 90s, I can still remember, like, you know, because now everybody had dial-up internet at the crib. Yeah. You know what I mean? I walk into the room, and she in there slinging these things online. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sending them in the mail. I don't even know. I'm, oh, paying through, like, paying through, like, Western, Western Union or, like, MoneyGram and shit. Like, that's how they were sending the bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, right? I'm like, yeah, I might as well be selling dope. I know. Same, <laughs> Same process. See, see, we were selling other bags. They were talking about beanie bags. <laughs> I know, and I told you about the Legos, man. That's something you're going to have to get into. Because, man, these Legos. I mean, the tough part is uh, it's almost like you got – I'm I'm treating it like Jordans now. Like when I'm investing, you got to buy one to use and then one to one stock. Half. Yeah. Because, uh, man, these ones, uh, they're, they're just, they're going up and going I, up. I had an addiction to Jordans for a while. And I knew what was so crazy is, like, if I couldn't get my hands on two of them, I just never wore that pair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just had to have them. It's it's kind of funny looking back now how stupid it is. But then it's like, damn, I ended up selling selling them off. At, you know, having kids, not really being into Jordans like that no more. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there we go. Ronald said Legos are a great investment. And you know why? He said, because uh, they've never fucking changed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they just keep getting uh, crazier with the creations. That's what's so dope. And Sir Bong's a lot. You already know. One to rock and one to stock. You already know. Hey, hey, real talk, though. I do want the Bengals to win. I was just, we actually opened up the show kind of, uh, you know, early on in the show, I brought that up. Like, I, I want the Bengals to win. I kind of, you know, there's already ways, you know, I, I'm trying to find an angle. I have hella angles here. 
Yeah. yeah. I got hella angles here in favor of him. You know, the number one on the list is, is, is Stafford throw. He finds ways to throw the game away. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, okay, you, you want to know why Sean McVay and the Rams are lucky they won that game? So they don't look stupid on them fucking challenges. Because yeah. both of them were stupid. You know what I mean? I don't know if he was getting wrong info from somebody up top or whatever it was. That was just maybe he was panicking. He was like, oh my God, I'm gonna lose it for a third fucking time. And you know what I mean? And like, you know what's crazy too is not only is dropping that interception, like, like, you know, Tart's not playing the same after that. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. kind of pissed and irritated after that. You know what I mean? It, le- it, it left the wind out of the sails. Exactly. That's for sure. Exactly. When we were playing our game that I painted the narrative all week, where it's gonna be tight. Gritty, the under is in play all the way, long extended drives, and don't turn the ball over. And then we, you know what I mean? That's usually everything. what loses it for a team, the the turnovers. Mm-hmm. And that and it did it. You know what I mean? At least, you know. I, I think in the uh, the last three drive uh, the last three possessions, we had three snaps in a row. That was the worst consecutive three. Oh no, no, no. My bad. The last three possessions. I had it right the first time. Uh, I read the stat. It was like the worst three p- consecutive possessions in the Shanahan era with the Niners. Yeah, because <laughs> they like there was one where it was like we just kept getting delay a game. Remember that shit? I was like, damn, these motherfuckers is deaf in there right now. And like it was just, it was just worse. It was just bad. We we're just going negative. And I uh, just uh, scrolling across, you know, some random news. Uh, assistant head coach for the 49ers slash tight ends coach uh, John John Embry. Parts ways. Okay. Fuck are you going, John Embry? I ain't never heard of you. <laughs> yeah. Parts ways. You know what that means? We fired his ass for being nice. <laughs> no, that's real. Yeah. Not holding not holding up his end of the bargain in uh the, the tight end department. Right? I know what the fuck, man. You have one of the best tight ends, bro. Like, what are you really doing here? Like, what are you really doing then? You have George Kittle. What are you doing? <laughs> Tight end coach. He just, <laughs> George Kittle makes you look like you're doing your job. <laughs> what do we need? What do we need you here for? <laughs> Supposedly, George Kittle's dad is like a phenomenal, like, position coach. Okay. Yeah. And I think he's the guy that, like, trained Robert Tunyon and Kittle. You know what I mean? Nice. Or Kittle and Tunyon, I should say, in that order. Yeah. Yeah. Big Bob Tunyon's definitely second on that list. Right. Well, you know what? We're gonna get up out of here because uh, I just forgot. JC Money Design show is about to get started. I was just about to say that we, we winding down. Yep. Let, let's get up. Let's go ahead and get up out of here. And uh, so the Playmakers isn't gonna be today. Why don't you tell them uh, when the Playmakers episode is gonna be? Yeah. So in Playmakers being moved to Sunday, but in chronological order. Obviously, we got FNT coming at you, Minyana. Then I'm excited for the circle. Because I think it's me and the cock. We're going to get in the same mix. And the object is to try to get to the final two. We also got my man Turn Up the Jets uh, representing the Warzone Sports Network. That's my man Joe Skirto. You know what I mean? He's going he's gonna to be a competitor uh, on the show tomorrow. Nice. And, um, yeah, look out for Playmakers. for Because Playmakers is going to be a great one. For, especially for all you guys that hate Brady. Because we're doing... Uh Uh-oh, dang it. In the Matrix. 
So I forget exactly what the episode's going to be called, but it's pretty much like an anti-Brady episode where we're going to be going over all of his shenanigans, all the cheating and everything that came across uh, for him across the way. It is uh, it's going to be a fun episode. We're going to be it's going to be the exact opposite of uh, all the butt kissing that everyone's doing to Tom Brady. <laughs> all right. We're out, guys. Uh, stick around for JC Money Show. Um, you got to go. Uh, just go back to the channel. You'll see it there. And, uh, yeah, peace out, guys. Let's go win some money with Super Draft Pro. Peace. As I make my way, the fact I'm still alive, my claim to fame. There's no surprise I'm on the rise, finna stake my claim. Separate me from the others, cause we ain't the same. Ask my brothers from another, we ain't for play. Time is money, so we got no time to waste. Soon as this thing's moving, it can't be stopped. Blue bands in my pocket, call that juggernaut. That quote, finna get a bag, bustin' down that blow. Out of East San Ho, where they know my name.